All right, Vibe Tribe, let's run it back. What's up, everybody? Our Kaiser Spiritual Weekend Podcast. And let's just talk about life and realizing those moments that our vibration shifts. And we didn't really realize it, but for my life, I see it and I see why it happened. I just had a great phone call with a guy in the window film industry that unfortunately for a while we had beef over just silly, silly things. Now this is where, again, it'll show you who controls your reality and how everything changes in reality when you do truly change your inner vibration. Now this guy for the longest time, we had beef over a squeegee. We worked in a shop together at one point in time and, you know, I was a go-getter back then and I kind of pushed him out pretty quick and it wasn't like I purposely did this. I just, I was out to make money and he only wanted to work a couple days a week and the guy who ran the shop actually pushed him out, not me, but in actuality, in my reality, I pushed him out because exactly, um, wasn't the first time, wasn't the last time. Um, but you know, we got to speak and we had the biggest beef over a squeegee for the longest time. And this is, this is the good stuff. This is what I'm talking about. This is why you just got to let it all go and heal. And don't worry about making them phone calls and just be the you you are now, right? Forget the guy, forget the drama, forget all that stuff, right? Because you got to remember at your moment of time in that present moment of life, you were a different vibration. So you created a different version of reality with that human being. Now, when you can go deep into your mind and understand that, it makes life a lot easier when you start making these connections again. That was the first time I actually definitely, definitely really felt it because I went into the conversation with just the attitude of, you know, we're not the same people we were. And no matter what he says right now, it's not going to bother me even if he you know, you never know, right? Is there a trigger moment that's going to be tested? But this time, no. And he opened up my eyes to something because he was like, you know, man, he's like, you reminded me of me in my 20s. He's like, you were, you were wild. <laughs> now, I'll fill you in a little story of what he's talking about. Um, you know, right around the time I met Carla, I was having different ideas about how to get free and make a lot of money in the window film industry. I had just stumbled across a company called Nextfill. They were a cheap window film company. I tried to film out. It wasn't too bad. And I came up with the concept of K-Star window tinting. I was going to rebox the film and sell it. It's a great concept. I was actually in front of it a little bit compared to a lot of people. Well, as I was doing it, I landed into a guy named Ralph. And he made Flexfill. And I started to get to know him. And very quickly, you know, life showed me a lesson, right? It showed me ego wealth. It showed me a man that had already made millions and lost it. And I got to see some just not so great business practices. <laughs> and then he actually wrote a really slanderous blog, I guess, about me and Carla and it really hurt because it wasn't true. And, you know, I swore I was going to put him out of business. And the vibration I was at, <laughs> let's always remember that, the vibration I was at, 
I honestly, I put a beating on this company. Bad. But I also put a beating on my reputation in the window film world because now we're on Facebook. We're in front of thousands of thousands of installers around the world. You know, some very well-established shop owners that, you know. But, you know, I went after this guy. And I was trying to rip his head off. <laughs> and I literally, in them present moments, I, when I get through this story, you'll, you'll say I almost did. Um, because the film, you know, it was basically, I don't know, you know, it was just, it really bothered me. <laughs> the article really bothered me at the present moment. And the products just weren't great. But, you know, that's, I found myself doing that more than once in my life to try to get just a lower price product, right? Don't know why I ever did that. I never did that in the beginning of my career. I think it was an imbalance of right and wrong and wanting to make maximum profits. But also looking at China because of one phrase a guy Bill said to me who was in the business for a long time and was a distributor of a brand that I was using when I first got to Georgia. And I love the film. But he was getting away from that brand and he told me, he's like, you don't get it overseas when they get this technology figured out, they're going to blow us away. Well, this film was all coming from overseas. So I was like, it's got to be better than what we have. So I started to adapt to that. Well, it was just bad, you know, bad ideology, bad thought, bad, just everything about it. So anyway, I went after this guy on Facebook many times. I was always the first one up the ass when people would ask about his product, slamming the product. Then I almost created like a slam, just everybody was slamming the product. Then there was guys who would stick up for the product. and It was a mess, a friggin' mess. And I didn't realize it was hurting my life energy. It was hurting my financial energy. And what a lot of people didn't understand was a lot of that dark energy was also coming from my personal life. The situation I had myself in with my relationship, with my marriage, not knowing it was all me, my vibration, my, my you know, reality. Well, Rick opened up my eyes tonight because, you know, if you really think about it, I wasn't operating like a 30-something-year-old man at that point. See, with my process, and I don't know why, but I just, I guess that's why I'm 45, and in my reality, when I meet people, they're like, you're what? You're not 45. <laughs> like, yeah, I am. And I think I kept myself in my reality, looking the way I do in my reflection, just by being that, that, that lighted, spirited guy my whole life, running around with young people. Keep in mind, my wife is 13 years younger than me. So yes, he opened up my eyes to something that, yes, I kept stepping back and back. It's like, I didn't want to, I didn't want to be the, the serious guy sitting at home and the, you know, the, no, I always knew that life was supposed to be a damn adventure and experience and we're here to experience and I wanted to experience it all. Even being at a tent off in Florida and having that man walk by me and me at 205 pounds of muscle, <laughs> look at my wife with our son in her arms and said, I'll be right back. And literally made that man turn white, 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 like deathly afraid, like 
said, let's go outside type of like, I'm not playing any games. Definitely, you know, I look at it now, feel bad about it. But unfortunately, in my experience, that man's also going through a lot of pain also, right? And we're all, we all went through pain. And Rick opened up my eyes tonight that, you know, he went through the same exact process. He started telling a story and he's like, yeah, you know, I lost my dad early and I found myself in the military and I found myself with a gun in my hand and in my mouth. And I went, dude, yeah, said, uh, kind of had the same story. Woke up the next day sober. He goes, ah, so, you know, kind of weird how that happens, right? How when you finally decide to let it all go. All right, step back into, like I said, I've been looking for my tribe for two years. You know, my, 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 my spiritual family. And they could be anybody to you, right? I've always been a car guy. I love cars. I love everything about the automotive. It's just, you know, I'm not the guy who has to buy a Lamborghini anymore. <laughs> But I still like expression of self through a vehicle. Even though that was much ego back in the day, I still love like looking at an old 65 Lincoln Continental with suicide doors and a drop top and airbags. <laughs> with a Tesla transplant, that's my car right there. I'm going to have the first 1965 Lincoln Continental with suicide doors with a drop top with a Tesla transplant in it because I can't drive a gasoline car. Got to stay universally correct, baby. But we can still have the things that we really like, right? And that's something I really like. And to me, that would raise my vibration every damn time I sat in that car. And especially being the guy who would do all the work because I love cars. So... I guess I'm doing this one just because I felt a lot of joy come in me during that phone call. And I was like, man, it just felt really good to talk to him. And I asked him to get Ralph's number because you know what? I want to have that same phone call with Ralph tomorrow. And I just want to be like, you know, man, I'm sorry for being such a dickhead. I was going through a lot of shit. And at the end of the day, when my life was falling apart when I got home, yeah, I would drink a few beers and try to rip somebody else's head off so I didn't feel so bad about my life. And I want to project what I felt onto the world. And that's what we do. And that's what a lot of egos still do. But that is a process, right? And we're all on our own. We already went through this earlier. And uh, that's a beautiful thing about life, right? But this is so beautiful when you get to start making those connections, you know, reaching out and saying, hey, you know, I want to be the mentor coach for these guys. And, you know, it's not just younger guys. There's a lot of guys who are just, we all know, right? We all have our own process, our own ages that we go through this. For me, I'm just a 45-year-old man going through it. But I get it and I understand it. And I hope you're getting it and understanding it too. I love you all. I mean that. I'm not going to keep you long. It just, it felt good. To have a phone call go that way. And it felt good to have ideas about the window film industry that could help people in the long run. Because unfortunately, a lot of us go through life with blinders on and we're not looking forward into the future when it comes to what we're doing for a living. And as a coach, 
it's my job to try to open up eyeballs to just the greater possibilities you can have in life, the freedoms you can have, right? How you can float like a butterfly and sting like a bee over here and just enjoy life a little bit more. There's one thing that can never be taken away. The last few years of this adventure have just been amazing and spent outside and just, whew, go do it. It's amazing. I got to go. I love you. Peace.